We turn to our reading from Psalm 120, uh, the first of the uh, song, Songs of Degrees. These uh, songs of uh, ascents, uh, going up, uh, steps leading onwards. I'm not really too sure exactly why uh, these uh, 15 uh, songs, these 15 psalms are called songs of uh, degrees or ascents. But we think that um, they would be sung as uh, the pilgrims would make their way uh, to Jerusalem for the feasts. Uh, we remember the, uh, the feast of the Passover, then the feast of Pentecost, then the feast of uh, booths or, or tabernacles. Uh, some have said that maybe as well these were the, uh, the steps that led up to the temple and on each uh, step you may uh, sing one of these songs as you uh, went uh, up towards the temple. But certainly as you progress through these songs, uh, we see how, how, they, how they, they, they change. Uh, the first one is uh, about being in distress, and then it, it leads on until we get to the, the end of these uh, songs of degree, degrees. And, and what we find then is, is they're closer to the temple. You get closer to Jerusalem, as it were. Uh, then uh, their voices are, are lifted up in uh, praise to the Lord God Almighty. As they be, uh, begin their pilgrimage, though, they, they realize how far away they are from, uh, from, from the Lord in, in the temple in Jerusalem, but also maybe as they are uh, setting out on, on that pilgrimage. And we, we read in Luke's Gospel how uh, Jesus, at the age of 12, uh, was taken up to uh, Jerusalem uh, for the Passover feast. They would have gone up as a family. The men would have always gone, but especially the family would have gone for the feast of the Passover, that extra special feast where they remembered how God delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptians all those years ago when the angel of death passed over and they sacrificed the lamb. And place the blood on the on, around the uh, the door, and they were saved. And Pharaoh said to them, "Go." And so here they are, as a family, uh, going up to Jerusalem. And on the way, they would have uh, been uh, singing and meditating, especially upon these upon these songs, the, these psalms of, of, of degrees of, of stepping up, of, of going up, of ascending up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, as we know, on a, a just sort of three thousand feet above sea level, they would have uh, um, chosen by God the the, the 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 city of Jerusalem, the city of David, uh, for that uh, a reason that they would go up. And now we go, don't we, into that the heavenly city? That is our uh, our journey up into the heavenly city, the new uh, Jerusalem. And so, therefore, we have this. Onward travel, this, this forwarding journey, this moving onwards, coming closer to God, crying out to God as we see there in the very first verse. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord. 
setting out on that that journey, on their way to Jerusalem, sort of uh, figuratively, literally, but also in that spiritual way that we, we have, don't we? Sometimes we, we feel as if we, we're just far away from the Lord God Almighty, that we have somehow uh, uh, just departed from his presence, or sometimes we think that his presence has departed from us, and we cry out, therefore, in, in, in distress. And then as we move through these songs of decrees, uh, we just move along that journey, along that, that pilgrimage, and we, we, we see how uh, God has not abandoned us. And the songs of the praise out of the hearts and minds of the people uh, as they, they worship him, as they come closer to, figuratively, and literally to, to, towards Jerusalem, but for us also, as we know more of the, the word of God, we know more of our Lord God Almighty, as we study his word, as we meditate upon his word, and we come closer into his presence. We sing and we worship and we, uh, uh, for we know that God has given us these psalms, these songs to sing. <clears throat> they may be our, uh, our prayer life, our worshipping life, as we, we come into his presence more and more. Not just as, uh, as they would have done on those pilgrimages to that physical Jerusalem, but for us to the, to the new Jerusalem. To be able to uh, say, as we, we, we read in the Psalms, isn't it? how lovely is thy dwelling place. How good it is to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. To, to dwell with him. Not to be far away from him. Maybe they were far away up, up, up to the north in Galilee. And, and, and going up towards Jerusalem and getting closer day by day. And just longing for that moment when they would see uh, Jerusalem. As they maybe mounted over, they came over the Mount of Olives, and there would be uh, Jerusalem with the temple itself as the very focus, the very heart, the very epicenter of Jerusalem, the place of worship where the sacrifices were given. And so now uh, we are not moving toward our pilgrimage to that earthly Jerusalem, but we are moving ever onwards into and onwards unto the heavenly city, new Jerusalem, Zion that our souls would, would yearn, would, would faint even for the courts of our Lord God Almighty. We would cry out, our heart and flesh crying out for the living God. And we realize then that this is what we are about as the people of God, that we are on this journey. This is what we are, are made for even come into his presence in this way, to, uh, to dwell in his courts, to be in his presence. It's our, our yearning, what you are desiring in, in your hearts, to, to be with God, to, to, to meet with God, to be in his, his dwelling place, not to be far away. If you are far away, to be running closer to him, not running further away from him. To, be, to come into the, into the beauty of his presence. To come into the beauty of his presence. And so therefore, as we 
I'll look to these uh, songs of decrees as we uh, see how they, they, they lead us closer along the way to God's uh, inner court, into his closer presence, that me, we may dwell uh, with him. As we meditate upon them, they won't just be that, that head knowledge, but that we will come into the very presence of the living God. And so we, we, we see where uh, the, the, the pilgrim starts. And they're in that far off place. They're in that place of d- distress. They're in that uh, place of, of trial, of tribulation, of, of trouble. And we see that uh, for, for a reason, the psalmist has, has arranged these by, by God's will. It is not a. It's not as if they, they start off with what maybe some might think. Well, why, 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 why is this not starting off in in the praise of God, in in that in that glorious place, in that joyous place, in oh, from from a mountaintop experience, just saying how great God is, how wonderful it is uh, to be in His presence, and yet the reality of the situation is. This is where we start, seemingly far off from God, in distress, in trial, in torment, with the world seemingly crushing us from all sides, the weight of the world, people mocking, deriding. But as we know, we will be delivered from this, that this isn't the place, this miry uh, 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 clay, there's this mud and mire, this deep, deep, dark pit is not where we are left by our Lord God Almighty. We are lifted up, our heads are lifted up. We are brought and we are washed and we are cleaned by the blood of the Lamb and brought into the very presence of the Lord God Almighty. We know that we are headed for the heavenly Jerusalem. That is our home. This, this, this world is, is not our home. Jesus talks about that when he's praying in his high priestly prayers in, in John. This is not our home. But we live here. And in our distress, therefore, we, we cry out unto the Lord. And he hears. He hears. So at the start of this, this, this journey, we, we cry out to him. I cried unto the Lord. Because who else would you cry out unto? Who else would you want to deliver you? Who else is even able to to save you? Who else would you go and pray to? Who else would you find strength in, in times of trouble? In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. We pray to God because he hears. He is not deaf and dumb and mute. He hears. He speaks through his word. And so therefore, as we see there in verse 2, we, what, what is he crying out? He's saying, deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. 
cry out to be delivered from the untruths of this world to the one who is the truth. We want to be uh, delivered from the uh, uh, those who mock and scorn and deride and, uh, and are against God and therefore against his servants. Because it is uh, uh, distressing, it is troubling, it is um, uh, difficult to, to be uh, hemmed in, it seems, on, on every side. Where we're bombarded by, by media, by family, by friends. And so therefore we, we pray, deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a, a deceitful tongue. Because God hears. He delivers. We, we read in, uh, uh, in the New Testament, don't we, James, he says, well, are you, are you in trouble? Are you in distress? Then what should you do? We well, should pray. Cry out to God. Speak to him. Pray to him. Come unto him. Call out to him. Cry out to him in your distress. Because God hears you. He hears you when you cry out to him, when you speak to him, when you pray to him. And so therefore, uh, to uh, be delivered, we cry out to the one who is the only one who can deliver your soul from, from trouble, from, from, from death. We want to be delivered, rescued, taken away from, brought out of all of this. The pilgrim here is being honest, is being truthful in his ways, in his dealings, and is being lied about from a, a deceitful tongue. And that hurts when you are standing up for what you know to be true, from what the Lord God has, has re revealed to you in, in his word, in his scriptures. And you stand up for that truth and you proclaim that truth. And maybe family or friends or work colleagues or the world comes along and says, that isn't right. That's wrong. What you're saying is, is it's just a lie. It's deceitful. And that's hurts because then we, we, we were weighed down and we were thinking well should I keep on mentioning these things should I keep on standing up for the truth in all situations abortion homosexuality same sex marriages situations that you uh, come against with people that you know and you, you, you bring the truth of the gospel into those situations and what happens is the world comes upon you, confines you, hems you in. Lying lips come from deceitful tongues. You know that you are speaking the truth in, 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 in gentleness and in love. There are those who would come against you. 
and it cuts and it wounds you and you are hurt by it. <coughs> and what do you do in those situations? Do you withdraw? Do you apologize? Psalmist says, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. He's crying out to the Lord to say, deliver me, save me. I'm speaking the word, your, your word in truth, your word in love. And yet these lies are coming against me. And so you call on him. You call on him and he will, will save you. And so we move on then to the next few verses. Uh, and we read there, well, What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue, sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of, of juniper? And here, um, what, 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 what we see is that uh, he's asking this question. Well, well, what shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou, thou false tongue? He's stepping outside and he's saying, okay, well, what, what, what is God going to do here? What is God going to do? We know that God is just. We know that God is, is right. We know that God is good. And therefore, uh, his reaction to those who are deceitful of deceitful tongue and, and, and lying lips, well, then he will react to that. He will, be, he will judge that. He will be just, though, and appropriate. We know that the, the, the tongue, we, we, read it, we read it in James, don't we, uh, about how, how the tongue is, uh, um, uh, just can be uh, so uh, evil and, and um, uh, uh, evil, the, the most evil part of the body, really, because out of it just, just comes lies and deceit and, 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 and evil. Uh, tongues are a deadly arrow. It speaks with deceit, uh, the prophet tells us, Jeremiah tells us. And so we see that the, that the tongue is uh, uh, a false tongue. And, well, we've got to ask, therefore, well, well, what is God going to do about this? What happens to those who speak deceitfully? What happens to those who speak uh, uh, lies about God's servants when they're speaking the truth. What shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? And 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 what we what we have is that what well, sharp arrows of the mighty with, with coals uh, of juniper. <coughs> and so as the uh, the evil mouth and tongue uh, fires out these fiery darts and evil arrows. And also what we have here is we have sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. Sharp arrows of the mighty, they will be returned. Uh, and burning coals. God's judgment coming upon uh, uh, those who speak falsely. And it's, it's not just sharp arrows. It's sharp arrows of the mighty. 
it will have an effect. It will be piercing. It's not just sharp. It's, all, it's a sharp arrow of a, of, of a really good archer, of someone who knows how to fire an arrow. It will work. It will be effective. They will be uh, uh, struck down. And we have these, these, these coals. What are these uh, uh, coals of, uh, of juniper? And that's talking about really the, the uh, well, well, hot coals, they, 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 they burn. And they continue to burn. And so therefore it will last. This, this judgment will last upon those who speak evil. So we hear, hear that, 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 well, the sharp arrows of the mighty will come swiftly, will, this judgment will come quickly, but also it will be a lasting judgment. Be a lasting judgment. And we know this to be true. We know that there is life everlasting, but also there is death everlasting. There is death everlasting. Hell uh, is everlasting. That punishment will be eternal. We know that uh, God punishes those who are, are guilty. And so therefore what Lord God is telling you is that when you come against those who are firing fiery darts at you, when that deceitful tongue, when that lying heart comes against you and speaks words falsely against you, well, there will be judgment. It will come swiftly and it will be lasting. We, we know that... Uh, uh, God says, vengeance is mine. I will avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And here we have, just in these few verses here, you crying out to God in your distress when you are on that pilgrim's journey, when you are on that, 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 that path that leads to the heavenly city, and you've been bombarded from the left and the right by the world who's speaking falsely against you, who's attacking you. And you cry out to God, for he hears, and you pray, deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. You cry out to him, and he says, justice is mine, I will repay. It will come quickly, and it will be everlasting. And so you pray, as we remember, we remember, we were called to, to pray for those who persecute us. We are called to, to, to love them, to forgive them. Remember, Jesus prayed on the cross, didn't he? Forgive them all. They, they know not what they do. We cry out to God. We give it to him. And he is able, he will judge, he will bring his justice to bear, it will be appropriate, it will be certain, and it will last. And so therefore we, we cry out to him first and foremost in our distress to be delivered, to be saved from those who lie against us. But then what we see there is that God will punish God will come against those who are against him. 
And then we move on to uh, the final few verses, verse 5. Woe is me that I uh, sojourn in Mesek, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My, my soul have long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. And so we see that we cry out to God when we're in trouble. And we see that the God will take control, that God will deal with those who are causing uh, uh, the trouble. What we are so reminded of here is that the world is not our home. This, is, this isn't where we will spend all eternity. We, 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 we don't belong to the world. We belong somewhere better. And the psalmist is saying this, is that what we, what we know to be true, he says in verse 5, Woe is me that I sojourn in Mesek, that I dwell on the tents of Kedar. These are uh, places that are to the far north and, and to the far south. And so therefore, it's, well, we don't want to be in places that are far off from God. We don't even want to be in the places that are in between. Woe is me that I, that I sojourn, that, that this is where I, I, I am, this is where, where I, I, I dwell for a time. Woe is me that I am passing even through this world. That's what the psalmist is saying. He doesn't want to be there. Don't want to be in a, a living in, in, in homes, in working in places that, that, that are not worshipping God, that are not having God as their sole security. Do not have God as with their, uh, their hearts and minds, and do not have God as their sole form of prayer, wanting to praise God. But that's where we are. Here on the Lord's Day, we come together. It is good that we gather together, but then we go out into this world. It's in darkness. It's so against God. And the psalmist says, Woe is me that, that I dwell in this world, that I dwell in these places of this, of this darkness. It's not easy for Christians to, to live. We, we feel as if we are strangers in this world. The world seems to be against us. We, uh, we don't quite fit in. And we certainly see that when we, when we stand up for the, the, the laws and commandments that we, we have that the Lord God has given us. And so therefore we are those strangers in a strange land. We're pilgrims on a journey. We are passing through as it were. We remember what uh, Jesus says, and he says, well, John 15 says, well, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. That's so true, isn't it? If you're of the world, if, the, if your father is the devil, then you will not be going against them. You'll be going with them. And therefore, they will be for you because you're for them and what they believe and what they stand for and what they believe uh, to be true and what they believe to be right. But we don't as Christians, as followers of God, who are he he heading on this pilgrimage to the heavenly city. We're going against them. We're going against the tide of this world. 
It's difficult to live in, in this world, being obedient to the Lord God Almighty, following in his ways and his precepts, saying to people, no, this isn't how it should be. This is not, how we, this is not what we were created for. This is not what leads to, to eternal happiness, to eternal joy. This isn't glorifying to God. And as soon as we start saying those things, the world comes against us. Persecution comes. So we're in the world, but not of the world, as we, as we know. That's what Jesus prayed, John 17. I've given them your word. The world, what's the world done? The world has hated them. The world has hated them. Why? Because they're not in the world any more than, than I am in, 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 in the, of, of the world. And then what does he pray? He says, well, don't take them out of the situations. Don't take them out of their workplaces. Don't take them out of their families. But protect them. Protect them from the evil one. This is what the psalmist is saying here. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul. Save my soul. Protect me from lying lips. Then we read, don't we, straight away in the next few verses. Well, yes, God comes to your protection. He will deal with those severely, justly. And so, therefore, this, this world that we live in is, is a difficult place to live as, as Christians, as followers of the Lord God Almighty. And it's hard, and it's wearying, and... Uh, He's saying, he said, verse 6, he says, My soul hath long dwelt. Lamentations, isn't it? How long, O Lord? How long, O Lord? It's too long, he's saying. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth with peace. He's on this journey. And he knows that he must continue. But it's hard. It's troubling, it's, it's wearying, it's tiring, it's taking a lot of energy, strength is being sapped. And he says, woe is me, that I, that I dwell, I sojourn in, in these places. My soul has long dwelt with, with those that, that hate you, that hate peace. And what does he do? He's just pouring out his soul here. He's pouring out his, his, his woes, his, his worries. And he's crying out for that, that sustaining power of the Lord God Almighty. He's crying out, sustain me, save me. My soul longs for you. My, my soul thirsts for you. I want to be with you. He's crying out. He knows that he's living on earth, but he's, he's a citizen of heaven. We long for Christ Jesus to return. We long for Christ to take us to be with him. We're reminded of Paul, where he says, If your will, God, take me now, but if not, well, Give me the strength to carry on. And so we come at the beginning of uh, 
we're coming up to and start the beginning of a new year in a few weeks' time, and we 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 want to uh, continue. We want to maybe even to start on this journey. Maybe you you've you've gotten off. Maybe you've left it. Maybe you've wandered away. And so therefore, you you cry out to God. He hears you. Deliver my soul, we cry. And he saves. He has the power to save. He will deal justly with those who are against Lord God Almighty, against his, his people. And you may be tired. And maybe what you want is that, 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 that peace. Verse 7, he says, I, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. I, peace. This is what it says there. I, 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 I am peace. I, peace. But they're war. I peace, they war. That's what verse 7 is saying. That's shalom. Not talking just about the, 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 the there is no conflict. But what he's talking about, that, that health, that, that wholeness of well-being, that, that fullness of life. Not just peace where you think, okay, well, nothing bad happened today. Not peace just in my world, there was no conflict, there was no war in my life today. But no, it's that, that abundance of joy, that, that uh, uh, fullness of life, that abundant life that only the Lord God can give. We know that uh, we are now at peace with God, those who have been reconciled with him through the mediation of Christ Jesus. But the world is still at war. With God, the devil is still at war uh, with God, and uh, in our lives there is that, that 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 conflict between us and those around about us who are still of uh, sons of the devil, enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, "I want to have that peace." I want to live in that place where there is that fullness of, of life, where there, is, where there is that truth of the light of Jesus Christ, where is that, there is that, that fullness of life through Jesus Christ, because we have that truth of the light of Jesus Christ. I am for peace, is what he says. I am for peace. This is what I am for. I'm not going to succumb to their lies, to their deceits, to their hatred, to their warring against God. I'm not going to depart from this pilgrimage that I'm on. I am for peace. I peace. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up going to continue on the race that is set before me and so we we start on this journey we see that we in, in all situations and especially in times of trouble we cry out to god because he is the one who is able to deal with it he is the one who hears he is the one who will have that justice and judgment upon those who are against him 
But also remember, when you are tiring of this world, remember that this is not your home. This is not your home. Heaven is our home. That the dwelling place of God is our home. Where there is that peace, where is that joy, where is that love, where is that, there is that understanding. This world is all about war. We are for peace. We are about uh, the, the truth of the Lord God Almighty. The people of this world are all for uh, the uh, are all opposed to God's truth. John's gospel at the beginning, wasn't it? That uh, that the world just just hates the light of Christ Jesus. They want to live in that darkness of sin and death. And as we live in that light, therefore exposing that darkness by the light of Christ, then we have that war, we have that conflict, we, and we, but we long for that peace. We long to dwell with God, to come into his, his presence. And so therefore cry out to him if you are tired and weary, cry out to him and God will deal with those who are against him and against you, therefore. And if you're tired of living in this world, remember that this is not your home. But heaven, a new heavens, a new, new earth, and that peace will come. Let's pray. Our Lord God, we do cry out to you. Sometimes we don't think we're in a battle because we keep quiet or we, we go with the world. We do not speak up when we ought. We do not act uh, like uh, believers in the Lord God Almighty because sometimes we are just tired of, of the fight that is before us. But Lord God, we pray that you remind us, especially through this psalm, uh, that you are mighty to save, mighty to deliver, that you will deal swiftly and just with those who are against you and us as we uh, seek to um, uh, battle on and, and fight that good fight. And Lord God, we thank thee that uh, thou would one day take us home to be with thee. For we know that this is not our home. It's passing through. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. 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 We sing to the Lord's praise from Psalm 108. Psalm 108, uh, verses uh, 10 to the end. Of Psalm 108, Psalm 108, verses 10 to the end. Oh, who is he will bring me to the city fortified? Oh, who is he that to the land of Edom will me guide? Oh, God, thou who hadst cast us off, this thing wilt thou not do. And wilt not thou, even thou, O God, forth with our armies go? Do thou from trouble give us help, for helpless is man's aid. Through God, we shall do valiantly our foes, he shall down tread. Psalm 108 from verse 10 to the end to the Lord's praise. Oh, who is he will bring? 
Confirmations of today, the evening service, the usual time of 6.30 p.m., uh, prayer meeting on Thursday, the usual time of 7.30 p.m., taken by Mr. Tim Nixon, and the preacher for the service, services for the next Sabbath has yet to be arranged. Uh, the Harvest Thanksgiving collection has amounted to £890 uh, to date, all these are uh, God willing. And uh, information from about the delay in delivery of the Witness magazines from the Reverend David Blunt. Uh, the delay in the arrival of the December magazines. Apologies for that, he says. Uh, delay the printers in the printing. And then um, a few strikes by Royal Mail. And uh, although they were po magazines were posted out on the 7th of December, uh, so we pray that they will be with us uh, shortly. But now we stand for the benediction. By the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with you all. Amen. Amen. Amen.